All right. Welcome, everybody. This is a new and unusual and special Mountain Woman Radio. This is episode number 230. And today we are live on YouTube. This is not your normal. I'm usually out in the wilderness walking with my dogs and, and rambling on as I show you my scenery. But today I have something better to show you and better to talk about. I have my dear friend Millie Copper joining me today. And let me reword that. This is my dear friend and author friend. <laughs> Offer. And I am just so proud of her. I am so excited because I also get to read her books as she's going through this journey. But I want to mention a couple things to you guys today before I introduce Millie to you. Today is a special um, episode and we will do Q&A at the end. So for those of you that are joining us, if you could save your questions and write them down and um, add them at the end when we do the Q&A, that way we don't have to scroll through the comments to find them and we don't miss your question. And also it is extremely important that if you are joining us today, you share where you are from and leave us a comment in the description because we will also, let me rephrase that, Miss Miller will also be doing a giveaway at the end of this episode. Um, and there will be more for those of you that are watching the replay. So don't get all uh, teary eyed because I'll have something else to share with you at the very end also. But without further ado, I wanna get Millie on here because she is the star today. No. <laughs> well, thank you, Miss Tammy. <laughs> So guys, this is Miss Millie Copper. Millie, why don't you share with my audience um, a little bit about yourself for those that are new to you and get acquainted and they can learn a little bit about you. Sure, well, let's see. <laughs> I, uh, I'm almost Tammy's neighbor. I live in Wyoming and uh, in, I, I'm, the, I don't know, I'm all, I'm hot. And all flustered today because it's like 90 degrees and there's a wildfire about seven miles from my house. It's mostly out now. I think it's over like 50% contained, but it's 30,000 acres. So um, it's been burning since last Sunday. So it's been, it's been an interesting, not Sunday that just happened, but a week ago, Sunday, it's been an interesting, uh, what is it? eight, nine, 10 days. Um, so, but I'm so excited to be here today and just to take a break from, from thinking about the fire and everything else and chatting with Tammy and, and meeting all of you. So um, again, I'm Millie Copper. I live in Wyoming. Um, until, a, until about a year and a half ago, I think it's been a year and a half, I was living off the grid also. Um, just with a very small solar system. And uh, it was in an interesting time because when your solar system is small, and Tammy knows this, we were just talking about this, you pick and choose what you can do each day. Uh, if you don't have enough sunshine to do the laundry, then the laundry waits. If uh, you don't have enough sunshine to go on the computer, then you have to either fire up the generator or not go on the computer. So it's, it's actually much it much easier <laughs> being connected to the grid. Um, you know, full-time power is something to, to enjoy, uh, but there's, it's been so hot here and I think everybody's using air conditioning. My electricity keeps going out. <laughs> so at least I do still have the solar system in place. So uh, the tiny solar system is worth its weight in gold 
on the days the regular power goes out. Um, my husband really enjoys having regular power because it means we have running water now. Before he would, our joke was we had running water, but he ran out and got it one gallon at a time. So now we just turn the faucet and the water comes on. It's pretty nice. I, I live here with my husband and my son, he's 12. And I don't know if you all can hear the rooster outside my window, but I have uh, two roosters and I think 13 hens. I lose track of exactly how many. Um, and I also have nine goats. Um, they, you won't hear them. They're back in their pen and they're quiet anyway. Uh, and a little dog who's laying next to me and at any moment she will jump up and start barking. So be forewarned. My audience is totally <laughs> at with my beast. So we're all good. This is real. <laughs> this is real. Real. And pretty soon my son will forget that I'm doing this and he'll run in here to tell me something. So you can almost count on this happening. <laughs> That's why we're such kindred spirits. <laughs> yes. Chaos. <laughs> Chaos. Yes. And Tammy and I, um, I think we've mentioned this before, Tammy, when we've chatted on a pre previous episode that uh, Tammy and her husband actually built my house. So that's, that's, we're really connected. Um, so they, my, my log cabin is a, is a Treyer original. <laughs> yeah. And it was a fun experience down there. Uh, we, Millie and I met before that we, we met online. Yep. in the communication and she was following us so I was following her and she saw what we were doing with our guest cabin and one thing led to another and we ended up in Wyoming building her cabin so it was a really really enjoyable time and it has um, flourished into such an amazing friendship and and a connection for sure uh, it's it's neat to see because we've just built the shell and then she finished it from there and it's, it's awesome to see that happen. It's not done. It, well, it's not done yet. <laughs> it's only been <clears throat> seven years. It's not done. <laughs> it's, it's closer than it was, but it's not done. <laughs> I, okay. Here's a secret guys. I don't have a door on my bathroom. The downstairs bathroom has a door, but the upstairs bathroom, it still has a sheet. So I had I had Tyvek until, actually, what's really funny, I'm going to share this story live. Um, <laughs> this, is, this is one we probably haven't shared, but the year that we were building your cabin, the backhoe came to our place, and Glenn's friend brought the backhoe, and we had Tyvek doors. It was split, and you'd pull it, and you'd tie it shut. Well, I was in there all ready to get in the shower, and his friend came in with his load of wash to put into the, by the uh, washing machine that's in the bathroom. And next thing, all I see is the top of a cowboy hat pushing through the Tyvek and I started screaming. You wanna know something really funny? I think that same day I got a door on the bathroom. <laughs> and it wasn't at my request. The mouse was mortified, his friend was mortified, I was mortified. <laughs> solution was a door. <laughs> hmm. I don't really think I want to go that far, but you know, I'm, I'm going to drop some serious hints. <laughs> and just share that story. And it might <laughs> thing was seen and nothing was exchanged. All that was 
saw the floor and that was good enough and we left it there and put on a door. <laughs> but yes, it takes time. It's all a work in progress, right? It, it is definitely a work in progress. So, and, you know, we, um, it, it, we do other things besides for just working on the house, just, you know, like you, you guys, uh, we, my husband has full-time job. I have a few different irons in the fire. So it's, there's always something happening. So doors on bathrooms that can happen anytime. <laughs> and you know, you need money to do the work and you need time. And when you have the money, you don't have the time. And when you have the time, you don't have the money. So it all happens in God's timing, which is perfect. All works out. <laughs> now she says about having just a few irons in the fire she's a funny girl <laughs> this girl a hero I honestly do not know how she does it but she I said it last year when she when she wrote the first book and and we were talking and I interviewed her then well now 10 books in that series or not well 10 books total in that series later plus she's written how many more uh, beyond that yeah <laughs> Yeah, so there's 10 books in the main series, and then there's, with that same header, the Havoc in Wyoming series is what we're talking about. Um, there's also a prequel that goes with that, and then a little, just a short little novella story, Christmas on the Mountain, a little Christmas during the apocalypse. Um, and and um, so that is a complete set now. And I think we're going to be chatting more about that. It's uh, just today I'm, I've released a 10 book uh, Kindle set. So you can get all 10 books in one Kindle download. Uh, so that just came out today. It's not available. I mean, that it's, you know, 3,500 pages. So you can't get that as a paperback. Now, can you imagine hauling around this big old, you need a wheelbarrow anyway. Uh, but uh, the, the paperbacks are available individually. But if you're a if you're a Kindle fan, it's really convenient to have that one download. Um, so that's that's available today. And then uh, coming next, uh, is this June still? It is June. Uh, toward the end of July, I have a new series coming out that's going to be a spinoff from this. So uh, there's one book, and uh, one book will be released in July. And then I think the second book will be in September. It's about every six weeks that those, those six to eight weeks, I'm going to give myself a little room, six to eight weeks that those new books will be coming out for the, for the new series. And the new series is called Montana Mayhem. So we're moving from Havoc in Wyoming. We're moving a little bit North and get to hang out in Montana for this six book series. Are you heading my way? You know, I should. I should. What should, what could we do in Idaho? Hmm. <laughs> and you can come and go exploring. Yes. <laughs> so I, I need to base a series in Idaho. <laughs> little, little, uh, sticker in your side there. Maybe <laughs> Harry Potter's got nothing on you. How many pages did you say? 3,500? Well, I think it's somewhere around 3,500. I'm, I don't know. It's hard because when you're uploading it to, to Amazon, to Kindle, and this is exclusive on Amazon. Um, and you can read it with your Kindle Unlimited if you have that membership, one download for 10 books. Um, it's, it's the, the answers aren't exact, but I think it's somewhere around 3,500 pages. So it's, it's is why I call this girl my hero. She did that in a year. That is just incredible. 18 months. It's been 18 months since the first release. So the first book was released. So, so that is just, that is just so awesome. That is just so, so awesome. 
I'm living by carrying milling. <laughs> well, you could just write your own. I'm working on it. <laughs> In your spare time. Yeah, right. Which reminds me, though, when you're writing these books, I mean, you started and then now you're 18 months into it. And do you feel like a changed person? Like you almost have a split personality because you're like built into these characters? <laughs> <laughs> See it happen. Well, I think I read this thing about how writers start with a split personality or something. I can't remember how it goes, but we just let out our multiple personalities. Um, <clears throat> and sometimes, and some, sometimes I get confused a little bit on, oh, that didn't happen in real life. That happened in my book. <laughs> so, <laughs> but it's not too often. <laughs> I love it. And another funny thing is Millie, Millie shared a picture with me a little while back of what she desires to have in her, at her homestead. And I became instantly enamored by it. What year do you think that picture was from? It's a black and white. I'm going to say from the thirties. I can't remember who the author was. Can you? But like twenties, thirties was what I was yeah. thinking. Somebody built this, uh, an author built this writing uh building Cabin? yeah yeah and it was small but it had lots of windows and it was on a turntable so he could just keep turning it to change his view and and we were both uh, she lives in a place with beautiful mountain views I have beautiful mountain views and we're both like oh my word yeah so did Joey get his to-do list for that one because I showed it to Glenn not until I get my bathroom door and then we'll talk about a writing cabin <laughs> I'm telling you, share my story. <laughs> no kidding. <laughs> uh, I want to take a quick break here just to remind you guys that are joining. Wow, I see lots of comments coming through. This is awesome. But all of you that are watching on YouTube, if you would please leave a comment so that we know you're out there, because oftentimes we have people just watching and they don't say anything. But today you want to say something because you will have the opportunity to uh, participate in a giveaway by sharing where you're joining us from. So be sure to leave a comment and let us know where you're joining in from. And then we will go through the comments toward the end and save your questions. If you have questions for Millie, you can ask them at the end and just make sure that you write them down somewhere in front of you and share them in the comments at the very end so we don't have to scroll trying to find them because it gets really hard when we're on live here. But Millie, um, with your gift set or your box set today, it went live. I couldn't wait. I, I pre-purchased mine last night. So I had all 10 in the bundle and I pre-purchased Austin's also because I knew he would enjoy it. And um, so it's out there. It's out there today. It went yes. uh, at night and you guys can participate and purchase this set. It is $1.99 guys. From now until the 30th, that is a steal. And if you don't take this, her up on this and, and this offer that's out there, you guys are crazy because these books are so addicting. I have to honestly be very careful when I start reading her next books, because if it's in the midst of anything that's going on, that's really crazy. I will keep reading and like put myself in a reading coma and very functional for when things are happening. So, um, you really do crave the next book, but you can go to treyerwilderness.com slash Millie, M-I-L-L-I-E, Copper, and you will see all of her books. And the gift set is showing up as the first book in her um, author page. So definitely check that out. 
and 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 share this with your friends share that link with your friends because if you felt like you were um at a disadvantage over the last year and a half with everything that's been going on in our country and that you weren't prepared enough and and you're still concerned as to whether you're thinking out of the box and thinking of everything clearly. Millie's books will spur all the thoughts you need to think of everything you need to have on hand for power outages, for pandemics, for whatever comes our way. And you hear me preaching it all the time. We need to be prepared. It's an investment. It's not, you know, stocking up and being crazy. It's an investment in your future. And so are her books. So definitely check it out. So Millie, you don't just write fiction, you also write nonfiction. So share, share all the different things that you do so everyone knows. Well, I am mostly focused on fiction now, but I started, um, when Tammy and I first met, we were both bloggers. Uh, so I have a, a traditional foods, uh, preparedness, homesteading, kind of a mishmash blog, uh, homesteading can't remember the name of it, homespunoasis.com. Uh, and I have five books, uh, nonfiction books on traditional foods there. There's a freebie one that it's kind of fun. Uh, a lot of people don't look at traditional foods or don't think that it can fit into their life because of the costs involved. Uh, traditional foods and real foods has kind of a stigma of being an elitist item. Um, and, you know, my husband's a janitor. He works as a school janitor and we were able to transition slowly a little bit at a time from a regular diet to a traditional foods diet. And it's funny when uh, I had just moved to Casper, Wyoming, when we started our traditional foods journey and I was looking for grass fed beef and I found a lady advertised um, probably on oh, I can't remember what it's called. There's a website, Get Wild or something like that, where you can find producers and um, find grass-fed beef and eggs and um, all kinds of different different things. And so I called her up and I was talking to her and she was offering a CSA and it was, you know, like 10 pounds of meat for something like $70 a month. I mean, it was kind of, kind of a lot, not a lot in today's world because that's how much it is for grocery store meat. But um, at that time, you know, this was 2009, maybe, uh, we were talking a little bit and I told her I just moved here and that my husband worked as a janitor at one of the schools and, and our conversation ended shortly after that. And then I called her a couple of weeks later to start my CSA to be able to get my 10 pounds of meat each month. And I found out about a year later, she and I became really good friends. And I found out that she never expected to hear from me again, because, you know, what in the world is a janitor's wife doing calling about this grass-fed beef? Uh, but because there was such a stigma, so many people just, it, you know, you think it's just for lawyers and doctors and I, I don't know, um, but it's really not. I, one thing that we really did was we learned to make that meat stretch and use every bit of it. Uh, and really it was, it was the best thing for us. Our health improved so much in that first year, year and a half where we were switching over, we had both, my husband and I both had irritable bowel syndrome, ick, if you know what that is, ick, uh, but we were able to just by changing our diet to eliminate our symptoms. So in that, you know, it, it was just, it was great to be able to do that on, on a tight budget. And so I really share a lot of that in my blog. And the first book uh, is called Thrifty Food Plan Experience, where I did 
two weeks uh, spending on what the USDA calls the thrifty amount, which is their lowest amount. They, because they, did you guys know that they have this, this like guide that tells you how much money you should spend on groceries? I didn't know about that. But anyway, they do. They have it broken up like thrifty and moderate and extravagant or something like that. So the thrifty is the lowest. And so I did the thrifty food plan experience two weeks on what they said was the thrifty amount, which I'll tell you, it was about $25 more a week than what we were already spending. So, <laughs> um, so that's the first book. And that one's free. Actually, you can get that one for free on my website. And then I have, um, I have Real Food Hits the Road about a how to eat when you're away from home. Try to stay with real food and traditional foods away from home using a whole variety of different methods. Uh, design a dish, which is one of my favorites, which uses instead of recipes, it's all about methods, uh, using different methods to create your foods with, with um, ingredients that are abundant to you. So, you know, you might not have a blueberry bush to be able to make blueberry muffins, but maybe you grow pumpkins every year so you can make pumpkin muffins. Well, so these are formulas on how to make that pumpkin muffin with whatever ingredients are best for you. And besides for muffins, there's casseroles and, um, you know, soups and stews and everything in there uh, to, to be able to use ingredients that are good for you, that are best for you with um with these methods. And so, and then I also have Stock the Real Food Pantry, which is a preparedness book on how to fill your pantry with real foods, traditional foods, and how to use those. And then my last book is the um, Stretchy Beans. I love beans. And uh, that was one of the things we were, we would stretch that 10 pounds of meat each month with a lot of beans. So I'd make a big batch of beans on Monday, and then we'd have more beans during the week, but instead of it being the same beans every night, I reinvent them. So Monday night, it might be beans and cornbread. And then uh, Wednesday night, maybe it was bean and little bit of beef burritos. Um, and then Friday night, oh, my favorite to make with pinto beans is, um, is uh, Indian tacos. So you make it on a sourdough fry bread and then it's like this chili gravy with lettuce on it. So anyway, that's my stretchy beans book, how to, how to cook beans and not just pinto beans, but black beans and lentils and just about every bean you can think of. No lima beans. I don't, I'm not from the South, so I don't know how to do lima beans. So. Same as other beans. Lima beans. Oh, you, yeah. My favorites because I used to shuck lima beans with my grandparents on the porch and they were one of my favorites. So yeah, same with other beans. Well, same. so there you go. There you go. There you go. So whatever bean you want from that book, you can use lima beans. Tammy said so. Yep. There you go. <laughs> but those are such good books because so many of my audience is always asking for me to show what I'm cooking because we just throw stuff together. And I know you pretty much do the same thing. Mm -hmm. Left another meal you just learn to be creative and a lot of people just don't have that um makeup to have that instant thought to know how to do that so these cookbooks are fabulous as well as keeping your pantry stocked which is a really important aspect of things because so many people are doing nothing but processed anymore and it's it's again another uh having to retrain the brain on all the ingredients and things you need to make these things it's not difficult but it's a process so Awesome. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. And it does take a little bit, like I think spices um, for a, any pantry, the more spices you can add, the better and know how to use them because, you know, especially when we're talking about preparedness, you, you want to be able to 
create dishes that are interesting. Uh, food fatigue, people kind of joke about it. Oh, if you're hungry enough, you'll eat anything. But food fatigue is actually a real thing. There's studies on it. Uh, and being able to create interesting dishes can really help help with that. Sure, for sure. Morale, everything, just having something that's good to eat and and your favorite things in, in those situations, you know, it's comfort. It's comfort. And and when you're going with bland food, it just it, it does get really old really fast. So, yeah. and not to mention the fact that if you have spices, that's something else that you can use as a bartering tool. So, right, right, definitely. So, and, and, you know, things like toilet paper can be a bartering tool, we all as we well know. <laughs> so that's actually pretty funny because in my, in my fiction books, they're, they're kind of a mix of a whole bunch of genres. They're apocalyptic fiction because they, take place they the prequel starts before an apocalyptic event but the rest of the books follow through um what is out now for the first year of a uh, apocalyptic event that starts starts kind of benignly as a uh as a simple attack and then it's a series of attacks and each one just escalates until everything's a mess um but uh the the books are also, besides for being apocalyptic, they fall under what people would call prepper fiction because I do a lot of prepper stuff. Um, in book one, there's there's a lot of shopping. They're doing last minute shopping that, you know, they're they're nervous about what's going to happen. And I kind of feel, you know, this is how I would feel if I thought this bad thing happened, even if it didn't happen near me, I'd be, you know, going out and doing a little more preparing. And well, I did do that last year when you know, when the grocery store shelves were emptying out, it was still, it was a good idea to get a few more things. And I mean, we were still able to get toilet paper here. And I was actually mailed toilet paper to people who couldn't get it where they lived. So, um, but anyway, in my, my prepper fiction books, I, I got this comment from somebody who said, I can't believe these people are out buying um, toilet paper and stuff. I mean, who, who needs that? Well, <laughs> I got that comment before the toilet paper apocalypse. <laughs> so it, it's, it's funny that how much life has changed to see, yeah, it's not a bad idea to keep a few rolls of toilet paper on hand, uh, a few extra cans of beans. So oh, yeah. And we got a good glimpse at what people will do in weird situations. You said about having abundance of toilet paper. Well, we didn't. It was crazy. You know, we the closest big town to us is like 3,500 people. And people were coming in from the big cities that had run out to get toilet paper out of our stores. And our shelves went bare fast. And yeah. that had patients on it. And I couldn't get it here. So I it was when I had to take copper to the vet for the cancer on her leg. I went down past another store and I stopped there to get toilet paper and I wasn't paying attention. They did have a limit and I had grabbed some and um, I, I had one too many. And the lady and I said, I am so sorry. You can have it back. I said, I wasn't trying to be a hoarder. I said, I just can't get it in my town. She goes, that's because and, and she goes, yeah, now you guys are coming to our town and taking it from us. And it's just it was like down effect. It was. I mean, I, I didn't realize other people were coming there and, and, but that's what it was like. And, and we also saw a lot of the mayhem and the chaos. So, you know, and I'm sure you, you heard it during your books that some people couldn't read it because at the time it was too real. But the thing is, that's when you need to read it because 
when you're in that situation and you don't have a full preparedness mindset, and even people that do, your book had great food for thought in so many different areas that even people that I think did heavily prepare were still spurred through your books. But, you know, when these things are happening and you're not well prepared, her books are the ones you want to read because it will educate you just through reading it, what you need to think about. And that was really important, you know, and that, I mean, you and I have been doing this for how many years and trying to educate the masses on the importance of preparedness and, and, and looking at life a little differently. And everybody thought we were nuts then. And, and, you know, well. now, <laughs> I mean, I'm sure they still think that of me, but, <laughs> but, you know, there, there was much to be said about what we were educating on and, and, you know, our times are uncertain. And as you hear me saying all the time, um, you know, we can't live out of a place of fear. And that's another thing that Millie's books touch on is faith. And um, which I think is really great um, because it's a really good mix because when you're in those places, a lot of times, if you're not a faithful person, you suddenly start thinking in a faithful way because you're in that, in that place where uncertainty is present. And that's why I'm so grateful for my faith because in these uncertain times, I'm not fearful. I am not worried. I am just trusting him. And that was what was pretty cool in Millie's books is you got to see the different characters in their different walks, in their different places, some without faith, but a place, you know, walking through the uncertain times can certainly spur a lot of emotion and a lot of question and a lot of reversal in our thinking. So, um, I really like that about your books. Yeah. And sometimes, I mean, there is a, a definite faith uh, aspect to it. So that's, like I said, it's a whole mishmash of books, uh, of, of genres, but um, not everybody in the stories, um, some of them came in with strong faith and their faith was tested. Uh, there's one person in particular who really struggled thinking, you know, she had everything under control and then she didn't, she really didn't. And she just, she, she kind of uh, strayed from God. And that was interesting to write about, to see, to um, experience where she could come back or not as the case may be. Um, so, and she's not the only one, there's several, there's definitely several and people who, who, who had little crisis of faith or big crisis of faith. Uh, it wasn't, it's not always just like in real life. It's not always clean. It's sometimes messy, um, sometimes really messy. And I kind of, I write for those who haven't read um, my stories. I write from a first person perspective. So I'm writing how I think that they would be. Um, and you're only seeing that first person perspective when you're looking at their story. So some of the books um, swap between a couple of different people. Uh, but some of them, you know, don't, they're just one person, a couple of them are just one person in the book. So it's, it's interesting to, to me to, to really get into that person. Um, and then that's what Tammy was asking about the, the whole, you know, psycho stuff. I think it could be easy to do when you're trying to become somebody else in a book. So, uh, and, and one of the, in a couple of the stories I'm writing from a male perspective, that was hard. So. <laughs> Yeah. And it's just funny because, you know, you said about me writing, well, it is my desire so much to write and I'm trying to formulate it. And it's just like, so 
I know, I know God's timing will be perfect. And I know it's all going to just like flow when it's time. But right now it's like the hardest thing is just capturing all the characters and, and that. And I love how you do the first person perspective on them and write like that. Like I really, I don't know. I really, really enjoyed that. Well, I keep thinking I'm going to try a book and write it from, from uh, third person. So, but it hasn't worked out for me yet. So <laughs> I'm going to keep trying though. And I imagine after writing all these in first person, it's going to be really hard to switch because you'll probably end up catching yourself at times. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I actually have kind of a, a, a few chapters of a book that I've been working on that's in a completely different genre even, uh, but I was trying to write it in third person where, you know, she said she did and it kept, I kept messing it up, so. <laughs> Well, I am just so excited for you. And seriously, I am just, Millie is my dear friend and I can't be more proud of her. She's a humble soul. It just awes me that she was able to produce all that in such a short period of time. I shared with Glenn last night that, uh, that the set went out and that you wrote that many in that short of a period of time. And he was like, oh my word. Like he was, he was totally blown away too. That's a lot, sister. That's awesome. Well, I have a pretty... Um structured schedule you know this uh we've talked about it but i i have to stay pretty structured because i work full-time also so it's a so the writing it's i mean i have to treat it like it's a job and i get up at five o'clock in the morning and right before i start my job and a couple of nights a week um i'll write after work and i also i take martial arts training so we it's a a little bit over a 30 minute drive. Cause you know, I live in the middle of nowhere. So it's a 30 minute drive to go to anywhere. Um, so it's about 30 minute drive to class. And oftentimes I'm writing on my phone on the way there. I'm writing on my phone on the way back. Uh, just, you know, whenever, whenever I can find the time to write, not find the time, whenever I can create the time, that's when I'm writing. So. Of course, as sudden the idea pops. If you're like, I am, you've got to let it out when it's there. Well, yeah down to keep your mindset on the same tr track and same place yeah and sometimes I'll uh I'll come come up with something so I'll make a note in my phone when I'm in the middle of something else and then come back to it later um and I'm trying something new with this new series the Montana Mayhem series the one that I said is coming first book will be out next month um I'm I've never done this before but we'll see how it works I'm actually outlining usually there's in writing circles, they call people either pantsers, where you're writing by the seat of your pants, which is what I've always done, just making it up as I go along. Um, and then there's outliners. And I read this book on outlining and thought I'd give it a try. Uh, but so I'm, I didn't, I'd already written the first two books in the new series before I read the outlining book. So I did an outline for the next four books. And I'm actually really glad I did because I found a couple of issues that, so I needed to rearrange things a little bit. Uh, but now I'm writing the third book using my outline and oops, I can't seem to follow my outline. So I'm still, even though I've got this outline, I'm back to pantsing it. So right. we'll see, we'll see how it turns out. There's <laughs> taking over again and going off the page. Yes, they do that. And Tammy, I've talked about this before. The people in my stories have minds of their own apparently and just do whatever they want. Um, and I won't even, I, I, it's not like I plan it sometimes, but the next thing I know they've just, They've just gone and done something that I didn't want them to do. And then I write myself into this little corner and have to figure out how to get out. So usually the best way to get out of that corner is to blow something up. <laughs> so. I love that. 
the way out. Yeah. <laughs> just makes a new door. So <laughs> it's literal. Yeah. I really do blow something up. Yeah. <laughs> so. Oh, I love it. I love it so much. That's just so encouraging and inspiring. And Millie is very dedicated to everything she does. When we were working there building her cabin, very organized. You know, before she even started writing, she's 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 just very regimented. And I really like that about her. I try to be that way. I am that way for the most part, but I often have like I'm full-time jobs searching for school housing and stuff that pop in the middle of that and just totally change the direction of things. But anyway, I'm just, I'm odd. You do a great job. It's fabulous. Thank you. <laughs> so we have, so, what's that? Let me just say something really quick. One of the things that makes it so much fun is being able to connect with readers. And like you, Tammy, you've been such a cheerleader for me and um, such a wonderful support. And Tammy's one of my uh, beta readers. So uh, Tammy sees the books when they're at their ugliest, when there's all kinds of typos and uh, there's sometimes plot holes. And I mean, they might start with a I don't know, the pickup, the old 1972 pickup truck might be yellow and then suddenly it turns green halfway through the book. And, you know, they have to find these things. Oh, and or here's one of my favorite things that I've done that Tammy helped me find is um, I had a verse that I use all the time. And in two different places, I wrote the wrong verse address. <laughs> so um, even though I know that verse, like the back of my hand, I still I messed up. And so that's what the beta readers are for. Yep. So Tammy's been a huge help there. And then, um, so I have a nice little beta team, which includes Tammy. And then I, uh, I have an email that goes out every week uh, with uh, a lot of times it talks about preparedness and homesteading stuff. And I just really appreciate my, uh, the people in my readers club. I get so much interaction. I'm always getting uh, emails back from them um, and a lot of connection on Facebook, Facebook messages and stuff. And I just really enjoy hearing from, from people. Uh, it's been it's been a absolute pleasure to get to know people and uh, to be able to share your lives. So awesome! That's so awesome. And Millie also has a real goal with her fiction books as well, which we've talked about. She shared that um, with me prior to going live, but she shared it in my. Uh, I do a live video every week um, on YouTube Mondays and Thursdays, and she's been there and we do a community zoom and she's been present there and shared you know her real intention behind her series and I would if you're if you're game to share that would be awesome well um it, well it didn't start this way so I'm when I first started writing it was just a kind of an outlet I had no plans of publishing none zero uh but my daughter read I let her read one of my stories I don't know what I was thinking um and she's like this is really good mom let's let's you know you could fix it and make it better uh but then I think you could publish it I've read I've read worse uh, so um so it just kind of started that way but somewhere along the way it became much more um I uh really started putting the faith the first uh the the first draft didn't have a lot of of faith in it a lot of Christianity or um, any of those struggles, it was more just the apocalyptic struggles. Uh, but I really felt that I needed to include that aspect of it. Um, and that has been the most important part. That's become the most important part. Uh, now the stories are great, but being able to, 
share the love of God, um, share, share the gospel has become the important part for me. I, I, uh, I don't, I want to be able to let people know how much God loves them. Uh, and if that's, they can learn that through reading a book about the apocalypse, then, then I think that that's pretty great. Um, I don't want to come off. I want it to be normal. I mean, I don't want to people to think, Oh, that's just what she's out for. I just, I just think it's important to be able to, to share God's love with everyone. And I would hope that if, uh, if my books can reach even one person for Jesus, then it's worth it. It's worth getting up at five in the morning and staying up until midnight or whatever, uh, you know, struggling through a new release day. It's, it's all worth it if I can reach one person. Amen. That's so awesome. That's so awesome. Thank you for sharing that because I just think that's so awesome. And I'm, you know, we've been friends for a long time. So just to see all that you're doing and the growth in your books and just, it's just very, it's just very amazing. So grateful to be able to share that with my audience. Well, the growth in the books is my growth really too, because now I, I changed me so much. Um, I went from an occasional Bible study to a daily Bible study and searching out so much um, scripture and just learning so much myself. It's just been, it's been amazing for me, just completely amazing that God's been put, put this on my heart to want to do and has walked with me the whole way while he helps me through it. That's so awesome. That's so awesome. You say that the more you seek him, the more present he becomes and the more of a relationship is formed. It's, I just, I love that. I keep trying to share that with my audience because, you know, I was seeking that so much in my younger days and didn't know how to cultivate that. You know, I wanted it, I wanted it, but I didn't realize that in, in wanting it, all I needed to do was seek him more and delve into the word more. And the more you do that, the more you gain from it and the relationship that comes with that. And truthfully, I shared a post yesterday on my Facebook page, which I haven't been on for months and months, but I've shared an update on Austin's um, occurrences. And, you know, I said at the end, you know, seek him because that's, that's where it's all at. And that's truly where it's at. It's like, I don't know. Um, the more you seek him, the more he's present, the more you seek him, the more he's present in everything you do. You know, I just, I love that. I so love that. So do you have anything else you would like to share or should we turn it over and see about the questions that are going on and the communications that are going well, on? Well, let's look at the questions. So I'll try to see if I can see, oh, I might, I don't yeah. know if I can, I need bigger writing. <laughs> All right. Well, we've got Chad on here joining and Shelly is visiting. Tammy Richards is We've got Jane, Miss Janie. We've got Deb is on and she's saying hello to us. That was everybody else. Um, let's see here. Uh, Deb says we love Tammy and our community for being totally real. We are real. We are real. And my kindred spirits are all real because that's why we've connected, right? <laughs> Pretty real. <laughs> And we've got Mill in the house and we've got, um, let's see here. Uh, Shelly says, wow, a Treyer original. Lucky you, Millie. <laughs> I'm telling you, I should do a video tour sometime of my house. Um, 
I'll have to clean it for days first. But uh, then you guys can see just how great it is. I could do the outside. It looks pretty good outside. You guys can see just how great it is. Her floor, her neighbor helped do her floor. And oh my goodness, I drool every time I look at that picture of your floor. It's just amazing. Yeah, it's pretty nice. It's a hickory, um, hardwood hickory, and it was stained on site. But now that it's been here a few years and looking at it, it needs a new staining. So <laughs> um, Wyoming, Wyoming's a little hard on floors. You know, there's, it's sand. We got a lot of sand here and wind uh, during the summer. Uh, so we're bringing stuff in all the time, even though I have a mud room that's supposed to gather all that stuff, it doesn't. And then during the winter, we've got snow. And anyway, my floor is taking a beating. I do so. mine. It's crazy because we have a different seasons. My mother-in-law, when she was here, said, you should get a doormat from the inside. I'm like, then I'd be taking that and shaking it off all day long, as well as swipe, uh, sweeping the floor. I'm like, I'll just keep sweeping the floor. Because <laughs> yeah. it, doesn't, it doesn't stop it. <laughs> right. So I get uh, Deb says, sounds like my home. <laughs> <laughs> Many things not completed. I always say functional over pretty. Exactly. exactly. <laughs> and Mill says, no doors on anything in our house, just the bathroom and front and back door, lol. <laughs> just got the bathroom door covered anyway. Well, that's the... <laughs> Shelly says, we have a door on our bathroom, but the wood trim is not there, so you can see through. <laughs> <laughs> The little ventilation. There you go. <laughs> Good, bad, or ugly, you know. <laughs> oh, and some and Mill says funny story, Tammy, with the bathroom door, probably. Yes. <laughs> Waiting very impatiently for the next series. The first series was so good. There you go. Thank you. <laughs> Shenanigans in Idaho, Jane said. Jane always has the best stuff. So your title for your Idaho book would be Shenanigans in Idaho. Oh, I like it. <laughs> Starring Tammy Trayer. <laughs> and of course us together it's double trouble <laughs> uh deb says are there going to be any more on audio ah. yes actually that's um that is on the on the list it's a big list but it's at the top it's near the top of the list so i had intended when because that uh the first book um called Will's homestead came out on audio i started the audio process right before the pandemic started. Um, and then I just couldn't continue it with everything going on. Um, so it's, it's pretty involved. And I, I didn't have the brain power, honestly, to continue it at that time. It was just writing was taking everything I had. Um, so, but I'm back uh, to working on that. I'm actually coming together with a plan to get the previous series all put on audio and possibly, hopefully, maybe the new series, the audiobooks will come out close to the same time as the ebook and the paperback. That's, that's the goal anyway, but you know, it's a, we're burning daylight. I don't have a, anybody recording it yet. So I thought I had, I thought I had that set up and now I'm not so sure. So hopefully, yes. That's a long answer to, yes, there, there will be more books on audio. <laughs> we'll, we'll keep working and, and update you guys because it's so funny because I the guys, my guys and Mountain Ben are the ones that listen to books versus reading them. And I know they would enjoy it. So so they're waiting patiently because Ben's in a tractor all day. And he's like, oh, yeah. I wish. And my husband, I, I mentioned my husband's a janitor during the winter. So he doesn't, he can't really listen to books when he's doing that work. But during the summer, he is the sprinkler guy. 
So he's digging holes and trying to keep the sprinklers going and sometimes mowing lawn and stuff. And so he's always got a book in his ear. So I think, yeah, I think audiobooks are, are really great. Um, and I do, I do want to get those done. Awesome. Well, we will keep you guys updated on that. That will be yeah. when we have those in the works. We will, we will do something again. So everybody knows that they're out there. Um, let's see here. <laughs> Shelly says, love that name, Jane. Hey, Fuzzport. <laughs> Fuzz is on here. Fuzzy stopped by to catch the dancing girls. I don't know. <laughs> uh, so Deb says she's from OMAC, Washington. And she says, just drove to Denver. Denver through Idaho, Montana, and Wyoming. There you go. Oh, we have Mary Smith joining. Good afternoon from East Central Illinois. I'm interested in hearing your journey as an author. Okay. Yep. She's she's an awesome, awesome lady. And and uh, have you read her books, Mary? Because you'll definitely enjoy them. Let's see here. Fuzz says, thumb it up, guys. 16 watching, six thumbs up. <laughs> Thank you, my friend. Thank you, my friend. Uh, Deb says, going to purchase the set. Shelly says, I'm joining you from Cassidy, Vancouver Island, Canada. Uh, Mr. Keith is on here. He says, greetings from New Zealand. Hello. <laughs> yeah. Uh, let's see here. Shelly says, her books are so addictive. Just cannot stop reading at all. Put life on hold to read them. <laughs> yeah, I told you. <laughs> Buzz says, I've got to upload a video. Catch you guys later. All right, my friend. Blessings. Thanks for joining us. Um, Deb says, so real, especially when I know the whole Oregon, Idaho area you describe in the first book as wife is traveling home to Wyoming, but not the town they live in. I made up the town. So Bakerville, Wyoming uh, and Prospector County, Wyoming is all in my mind. Um, so, but it's, uh, if you, if you thought about, if you kind of picture Wyoming, it's kind of a was that a rectangle, I guess? Um, it would add like a little piece north of Cody, uh, between Cody and Billings, the Belfry, actually Belfry, Montana. There'd be a little piece, Prospector County would be there. So that's Prospector and Wesley and um, Bakerville where the Caldwells live. And then, um, so that entire county, I just, I just changed Wyoming, the shape of it a little bit. So to put my county, my place in. Um, I, I just couldn't bear to, to have my, one of my real Wyoming towns, which, you know, I love them all be uh, the, the get, get the terrible things happen to them. <laughs> Some of the towns have happened in the series. So. Oh, that's really funny. That's really funny. I didn't even think about that in reading it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So it's all, it's all fictional. The town's fictional. The people are, I saw that I think Shelly maybe asked if, uh, if this was on my own family. Um, no, not really, except for that. I have a lot of kids also. So, uh, so, you know, that the Caldwells, Jake and Molly, uh, have, um, five kids and so do I, but that's pretty much where the similarities end. Only my children are always like, well, which one am I? And uh, especially my my youngest boy, who's 12 now, he was um, younger when I started writing, but he's like, well, you know, aren't I Malcolm, the youngest? And I'm like, no, you're, you're really not, other than the fact that you're a boy. Uh, there's really not that much, not many similarities. Um, so it's not really based on my family, which is good because they have some pretty pretty terrible things that happened to them in the, in the series. Um, but it is, there is a couple that I did kind of loosely base on um, some neighbors 
and I had their permission and I, uh, so there is a couple that, a couple of different um, characters that are loosely based on people I know or more common, it's a mishmash of a whole bunch of different people, so. <laughs> it, it was fun and it was hard not to associate. So it, but that made it, so that's only because I know her so well. So uh, Deb says, you are making me really hungry. I know when she was talking about some of the beans I was getting there too, I figured, and if Carol's on here, she's probably really hungry. <laughs> With all my food allergies, I have very little processed food in the house and most of my stuff is made from scratch. I'm planning to dehydrate some earth weekend in my solar dehydrator. Awesome. Awesome. Let's see here. I was able to get two cases of Costco toilet paper yesterday in Spokane Valley and two cases of vinegar without wearing a mask. Hallelujah. <laughs> uh, Shelly says that was what I did and fortunate thing is that most people buy this easy food as they do not know how to cook dry beans, et cetera. The unprocessed stuff was present for a while longer, which is so true. Yes. So, yeah. Um, and that's why like my stretchy beans, um, I, I didn't really know how to cook dried beans when I first started cooking them. Um, so I really wanted to be able to show people what you can do with a simple bag of beans. So, yep. Yep. Exactly. And most people don't realize and it does, it, you know, it's not something as simple as opening a can and dumping it and heating it. You do have to cook them. Right. So you do have to plan in advance. So yeah. <clears throat> also can them. You dry can. Beans. Yeah. So. And, and we, uh, and Tammy and I both do this. We can our wild game too. So we have, you know, instant, just pop open the can and add some vegetables or add some beans to it. And you got instant meals. So, so nice crazy lives, right? Yeah. <laughs> Actually missing that because I don't have a whole lot of canned stuff left. I've got it. That's, that's, um, Deb says, I love the first person perspective writing and the audio is, had, was done very well. Yeah, they here. were really, the audio was really good. The, the couple that it, um, cause it's done by, a um, Nick Sullivan and Angela Church and they did it. They do it, did a dual narration on it. And Nick Sullivan is actually, they're both actors um they've done a lot they have a lot of stuff they've done um and nick does a lot of um sea stories uh he he does narration for a bunch of books that are set down in like the florida keys in that area so it was very fun to have somebody so experienced um to do that to do that book awesome 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 um okay so that was shelly's question there um miss kelly is in the house awesome um, let's see here. Uh, Deb says, so excited to know they will be on audio. Best way to enjoy these for my situation. Yeah. And let's see, totally understandable how you are thinking about making up your own town and county. Yeah. I like that. I like that. <laughs> so, but, um, the Montana mayhem series, the one that's coming out, I actually go to real towns in this one. So we'll see how that goes. <laughs> So I know, um, so the Montana area, it'll be kind of fun. I know the area pretty well. Um, so I'm, I'm excited, but uh, I, I might have to be nicer to them and, you know, not blow up their town. That'd probably be good of me not to blow up their town. So. Amy and Kelly are joining us from Montana. So yeah, you might, this is one where you might get writings from your, your readers because they didn't want their town blown up. I know. Right? What are you doing blowing up my town? <laughs> Right. Mary Smith says, this is the first that I have heard of her book, so I am looking forward to reading them. I am an aspiring writer and I'm soaking up how others write. 
God has given me a title and I'm working on that. Awesome, Mary. Awesome. That's great. That's fabulous. And that's what you got to do. And you know what the next step is, is to just do it. And, and here's something, uh, Mary, that I hope is helpful to you. Uh, the first time that you write the story, you write it for yourself. You just want to get those words on the paper. You're telling yourself the story. Don't worry about, you know, writing it so anybody else is going to enjoy it. Just tell yourself the story. And then you can go back and edit it and make it polished so it's suitable. You know, don't, you, you can fix the, fix the problems with it after you get those words on the paper. Um, staring at a blank sheet of paper is way harder than correcting something you've already written. Uh, awesome advice. Awesome advice. Mary, she was talking to me too. So. Uh, yes, I was. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Well, and Mary, we're glad you joined us. And if you are not part of our community, we would love to have you. You can go over to tryyourwilderness.com slash community and join us there. Millie is part of our community as well. And that goes for all of our Mountain Woman Radio listeners. I know many of you, and I'm so thankful, have been coming over and joining us in the community. And we love to have you there. That It's a great spot. It's a wholesome spot. And it's a place we can gather and ask each other questions, help inspire each other and, and so forth. So definitely join us. Um, I'm going to request our local library in Bridger get your books. Oh, that's fabulous. There yeah, and actually I'm working on right now, um, I'm going through, there's a program that I need to go through to get all the books put in uh, so that libraries can get them. It's a... Uh, and, and the funny thing is, so my daughter, I mentioned she prodded me into doing this. So she's, uh, she's my right hand. She does all the hard stuff, like figure out how to get the books in the libraries. Um, so she started this process of putting them with this program. And she thought that she got stalled and they didn't accept them. <laughs> well, come to find out all but three of them are in this, in this program now. So we just have to get the final three put in. Um, and then the libraries can get them in without any trouble. So okay. Fantastic. Oh, yeah. and Mary, for your advice. Yes, well, do you want to do your drawing? Has everybody chatted in and chimed in? And like Fuzzy said, make sure you like, share, and comment because we want Millie's um, books to get out there and her story to get out there. And uh, we also are working really hard to reach more people just like you. So the more you guys comment and like and share, that helps us to grow. And be sure to subscribe on YouTube and uh, click the announcement button because we go live during the week and I'm uploading videos all the time. Millie, you were gonna say? Um, I was just gonna say, um, we definitely, this is my tribe. Um, my daughter, I told her I was meeting with Tammy and she's like, oh, that's perfect. You and Tammy are exactly alike. So it'll be perfect. <laughs> so, um, and I did notice, I can't really, I'm having a hard time with the comments, so I might need your help with the drawing, Tammy. Uh, but Ms. Homesteader is uh, in Fromberg, and I'm going to be traveling through Fromberg in my next series. So, uh, and I mean, I travel, I personally travel through Fromberg fairly often. My, uh, I have a daughter that lives not too far from there, so it's right on the way. So anyway, no, I love the, I love that, that area between Belfry and Fromberg. So. And she's got a beautiful homestead. She shared her pictures in our community. And oh my goodness, her place is just amazing. Absolutely amazing. So I'm not sure how you want to do the, the drawing and what you're going to do here, but I will let you take over, but I will help however you need. Um, how do we, do we need to like put names in a hat or how does this work, Tammy? Um, we could, yes, do that really quickly here. And I could, uh, 
on. And for those of you that are listening and for those of you that uh, are present, you can go to treyerwilderness.com slash Millie Copper giveaway, and you will have the opportunity to enter in a giveaway for a 10 book set, correct? Yes. Correct. Going to run until the 30th of June. Yes. Awesome. Yes. It'll run for the rest of the month. So, and then we'll, I think it ends sometime on the 30th and then we'll draw on the, on the next, the first. So, okay. and I think instead of just one, I think we could give away two copies. So we'll have two winners. On so, that, on the, okay. Yeah, on that giveaway. So, okay. but for this one, we're going to figure out, do you want me to like read the names and you can write them down or how do you want to do that? That would be great. Okay. I'll line my glasses up here. Let me get to the screen here. All right, go for it. Okay, uh, Vandal, V-A-N-D-A-L-L. -L. Okay. Ooh, my screen is fighting with me. There we go, all right. Shelly P. Yes. Tammy R. Hi, Tammy. I didn't know you were on here. Uh, Jane Buck. Uh, Jane. And Deb's Enriched Refuge. Right. And Fuzzy. <laughs> I think Fuzzy. <laughs> um, Milladine. Okay, Mil. I love yeah. that name. Is Am I saying it right? It's beautiful. Oh, I love it. Uh, let's see. Is Fuzzy Fuzz Tea Fork? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Mary Smith. Okay. Keith Gray. Got it. Ms. Homesteader. Okay, I think that's it. If I missed anybody, Type your name in quickly in case I missed you. You didn't. If you didn't share where you're from and that you're joining us, now's your chance. <laughs> I think I got everybody down. All right, so we can run a. Oh, I see Jane Red Lodge Cafe best chicken fried steak. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Jane travels. Jane, Jane's been all over the place. I love it. Yeah, that uh, that um, fire I was talking about earlier, Red Lodge. It was they had a bird's eye view from Red Lodge of it too. It was pretty pretty nerve wracking for a few days. So a few houses were lost outside of Belfry um, up in the up in the draw. I think so. Crazy stuff. Shelly was uh, Kelly was sharing pictures in the community of Red Lodge, and man, that's and just knowing how it gets here, we've experienced the wildfires in years past. And man, that is just such an uncomfortable feeling, knowing that they are that close and that they are moving and it just takes wind, right? Just, you know, the conditions can change so quick and everything can change so fast. So, yeah. yeah. Okay, are we ready? God. Oh, wait, we have, we have Miss, Miss Teacher Lady 79. She just jumped on here. You just Perfect. made, just made it. All right. 
And may I ask your first name? And happy to have you joining us. This is awesome. All right. So we got her in here also. So, um, Millie, how many are we gonna? What are we giving away? What are we gonna oh, give? I have um, I have an audio book, so we could give an audio book away. We could give a ten book set away. That's a, the e-reader um, Kindle version, ten book set. Um, and I also have a paperback. You can pick a which paperback you'd like. I, I'll even sign it if you want. I don't know. Um, so so let's draw let's draw out the first one and then they can pick what they want. How's that sound? That sounds great. So we are gonna pick one and I've got Mary. Mary the aspiring writer. Perfect. So so Mary, Mary um if you're still on, you can um, just put in if you'd like the audiobook, the 10 book set, or if you'd like a paperback, and then we'll, we'll draw again for the next one. All right. And Keith asks, have you ever walked the medicine wheel near Buffalo, Wyoming? Um, the one that is on this side of the Bighorn Mountains outside of Lovell, I have. I have done that one. Um, I'm not sure if there's one a different one in Buffalo. Um, okay. So, but that, the, the one outside of level on, on the West side. Yes. Okay. So, now, but I think there's a couple of them. There's one down by shell also. So there might be one in Buffalo that I don't know about. Okay. And then there's medicine bow also, which I actually stopped at when I visited Glenn out in Wyoming. So, but that's, that's a different, I think that's a whole different thing. Yeah, the Medicine Bow uh, Mountains are more south. Um, what There was a movie, I want to say it was The Virginian, a TV show that was filmed in the Medicine Bow. I think it was The Virginian, but that doesn't really make sense. It'd be The Virginian in Wyoming, does it? Oh, wait, yes, it does, because he's from Virginia and he was in Wyoming. Okay, I think it was The Virginian. <laughs> he is so insightful. He's the one from New Zealand and he is like such a wealth of information. So he just, he knows stuff and I love it. I love it. Which reminds me, Keith, I will get that sample back to you or that, that information to you. So um, let's see here. Oh, Mary says paperback is the easiest. Okay, okay, so, Mary so we'll, let's draw another one. And so what's left is um, the um, audiobook or the 10 book ebook. And Mary, I'll, uh, I'll have you email me so I can find out which paperback you want and get your information. So we'll cover that in a minute. Okay, fantastic. All right, so let's do another one here. Uh, Miss Teacher Lady 79. All right, so Miss Teacher Lady, would you like the audio book? And that's the Caldwell's Homestead is the first book in the series on audio, or would you like the 10 book ebook set? So let us know on that. I love it, I love it, I love it. All right. And, and then, um, do you want to just go ahead and draw the last one too? And then they can do right. it out for who gets what. Right. Okay. So I got mill. Miss Milladine. Okay. So Miss Milladine then gets whatever, uh, the teacher lady doesn't pick. Okay. So Miss teach. Oh, we got one more on here. Oh, she just missed the drawings, Miss Triple F Farm Studio, Miss Kim Frazier. Welcome, welcome. I'm glad you found us on. She's from Alaska. 
but you can still get involved in the big giveaway uh, that's going till the 30th. And anybody else that did not win today can go into treyerwilderness.com slash Millie Copper Giveaway. And you can enter to win two. We'll be doing a drawing for two of her 10 book ebook sets. So, so two people, two winners will be chosen on the 1st of July. And um, when this is over, I will adding the image to the video and the description in the video. In the description, you will find the links to find Millie, her books, and also the giveaway if you missed it now. She says the 10 book ebook set is what Miss Teacher. Okay. All right. We're happy to have you, Kim. Stick, subscribe. We, we love having new friends to join us. We've got an amazing community here both in Mountain Woman Radio and at Treyer Wilderness. So she's gonna do the ebook, Mrs. Teacher Lady. All right, and so then Mill gets the uh, audio. Unless, unless she'd prefer an ebook, we can do that. We're easy. <laughs> okay, all right. So, so, um, so all three, uh, um, Mary and Miss Teacher Lady and Mill, if you want to shoot me an email, can I go ahead and get my email address on here or? Okay. That's, that's perfect. Okay. It's Millie, M-I-L-L-I-E at MillieCopper.com. So, and make sure Copper, C-O-P-P-E-R. A lot of people think it's Cooper and it's understandable because Coopers would be more common, um, but the email won't get to me if you don't write Copper. So milliecopper.com. Awesome, awesome. Um, oh, Kim says she wants to learn all she can from, from us ladies. And, and Jane says, how great, door prizes. Yes, yes, this was a big thing. Her, her book set coming out was just a tremendous thing. That, what an accomplishment. I'm, I'm just so excited for you. That's so cool. That's so yeah. Yeah, and I really like that um, we could bundle them together in one easy download um, and, you know, make it, it it's going to be, it's a $1.99 through the 30th, and then it'll go up to the regular price. So $1.99 <laughs> is a pretty good price um, for, so that's like 20 cents a book. So, uh, so if you didn't win, um, either try to win in the giveaway or, you know, $1.99. So so if you're interested in purchasing it right off, you can go to treyerwilderness.com slash Millie Copper, M-I-L-L-I-E. And like she said, C-O-P-P-E-R. Uh, go there. You can find all of her books that we talked about today. Um, if you're in need of help with your food and food preparation, um, her books are fabulous. And if you're for good fiction, that's the, her cozy apocalyptic books are fabulous. Just fabulous. So guys, do you have any other questions for Millie today? Okay, and teacher lady says, how do I send my contact info? You can email Millie um, and I'll put that in the description also, but it's Millie at MillieCopper.com and it's M-I-L-L-I-E and then M-I-L-L-I-E-C-O-P-P-E-R. But I'll put that in the description if for some reason you guys, ask, but just email her your contact information and she will send you guys out, uh, Mary and Miss Teacher Lady and Mill. 
for our winners. So congratulations, guys. We'll definitely be happy with your, your prize. I know you will be. Yeah. And uh, you can just go to my website, milliecopper.com, and there's a contact sheet on there. If that's easier for you, then start an email. There so, you go. Yeah. There you go. Okay. Um, Kelly asked, do you have paperback books in a package? Oh, um, it's funny you should ask that. It's almost like I set her up to ask that, but I didn't. I really didn't. Uh, I did this last weekend. I went to a um, Deadwood Wild Wild Deadwood Reads and did an event there. And the late a lot of the women there were putting their paperbacks together and tying them with a ribbon. And I think that I'm going to start selling them that way directly from my website. So there'll be bundles, uh, paperback bundles. Um, there's not a good way to do that from a, um, you know, I love like I have the little house books that come in a cute little box and that's just, it's, you know, it's beyond my capabilities, but I can tie cute ribbon around books and send them to you that way. So, uh, so that is going to be something coming soon and I'll make sure to let Tammy know so she can uh, share it, um, share it when that's available, but yes, soon, soon. Awesome. Awesome. And that was a good yeah. question. It is nice to have those. I, I like the, I love my Kindle because it enables me to read wherever I'm at when I have the time. Mm -hmm. That's the only way I can read, but I love having the physical books too. So that's, yeah, it, I it, should take I, a picture of my, um, my room. I have a library. I have a loft room above my kitchen and it has bookshelves on two sides. So, and I told my husband, you know, I think we need to think about another bookshelf. And he said, I don't think we do, but um, <laughs> I, uh, it, the books I love, I get in paperback. <laughs> you better have a bathroom door. <laughs> I know. I need a bathroom door. <laughs> oh, that's it. And Miss Kelly is, I love her. Uh, she's a kindred spirit also, very traditional minded. So the paperback in the hand, I know you, right, Kelly? She says, I'd be interested in that. I'm, I'm old fashioned and I like a book in, in hands. Yeah, me yep, yep. too. So, and like Tammy, I read on my Kindle most of the time, um, especially uh, because I like, it's a light up kind. So I can read into the night without disturbing my husband. But I do, I have, I probably have, I don't know, 500, maybe a little more books upstairs. <laughs> so. I know it's bad. I, yeah. I, I love books. And a funny little story, I have, I'm always the last one to switch the, these new jiggers because yeah. as much as my profession, I am old school also. And so I was reading with a headlamp and books for the <laughs> Every time my husband would stir, I'd turn my head and then I'd blind him and then I'd get gird at. So <laughs> I still in the iPhone. So yeah, it's much safer that way. <laughs> Definitely. <laughs> Everybody is saying thank you. Shelly says, thank you for joining us today. Really enjoyed this live. I think I will be ordering special as these books are so good that I will reread them for sure. I know it's one, it's another little house in the prairie series. It get reread. I know it. I've already done some. Um, Kelly says you can never have too many books or bookshelves. Well, right. It's exactly. True. <laughs> Jane says that's what she's doing. Cutting the doors up and making bookshelves. <laughs> <laughs> to say oh my god that's a step um shelly says i prefer a book but it's much easier to use the kindle when i'm away right and she said and tammy says i'm with kelly on books yeah well ladies 
And gentlemen, thank you so much for joining us live today. This was fun. This was not a normal Mountain Woman radio, but this was very fun. And thank you, Millie, for joining us today and for sharing all your good stuff and your story. And, and, and sharing that I don't have a door on my bathroom. Yeah. You, <laughs> you're, you know what? It just shows that we're real and that behind the pen, we're human, right? <laughs> and we're in the same sagas as everybody else. <laughs> uh, well, guys, have a fabulous rest of your day. And I'll see you next Friday with another episode. And Millie, thank you again for joining me. I love you, lady. Thanks for having me on, Tammy. And I love you right back. <laughs> All right, everybody. God bless.